0: deal alright thanks for being here thank you for having me it's better to look at you than look at Patrick oh of course you can take that however you want yeah cue the music This is going to be fun. Welcome to episode number 143 of the Felt Recall podcast. My name is Chris. Appreciate you being here every Tuesday for brand new episodes of really the podcast that comes here to solve all the world's problems next week. We'll be back next week to solve all the world's problems. In the meantime, uh, Patrick is on daddy duty, and so our good friend Stump has stepped in To make sure that uh, Patrick, quite honestly, is not missed. I know that sounds crazy, but that's what we're going to do. So, stump. Thanks for being here, my friend. Man
1: lays down on the job here. I have to come doing it for him.
0: I'm telling you. His wife is probably saying the exact same thing right now. She's picking up, scooping up that crying little baby. His dirty little diaper. Well, there's old Patty. Crashed on the couch. Empty bottle of beam next to him or whatever it is. I don't know. Maker's. (laughs) crown crown yeah he's a crown guy couldn't remember all right uh glad to have you here we're gonna have a good time i don't think you need any sort of introduction but if anybody wants to know anything about stump uh where can they do you have a social media you share with people
1: yeah uh twitter at the dylan crow 41 uh facebook if you want to find me there it's not as interesting right
0: uh, dylan crow 41 crow with an e at the end
1: yes c-r-o-w-e
0: I'm going to ask you about that in just a second. Uh, first, I want to talk about our charity of choice for this week. Uh, Saveartour.com is this week's charity of choice. Just go to feltrecoalshow.com, click on our Facebook icon, and uh, there's a link there for Pastor Artur, uh Polowski, a Polish immigrant to Canada who, by the way, fled the Soviets. This man fled the Soviets to go to Canada So that he could be a pastor and worship freely, Canada has now locked him up for refusing to abide by their oppressive COVID-19 guidelines. They told him to stop having church. If you remember, they, they went, the Canadian Gestapo showed up at his church on Easter Sunday and said, you have to stop your service. And he shouts them out of his church, said, get out. You're terrible people. Literally, this is what he tells them. You're terrible people. You're Nazis. You're Gestapo. They leave. And then this past week, they let him have his service. But then they came back after the service. And not only did they come back after the service, they let him get on a busy highway. And they stopped him on the highway, pulled him out of his car, put him on his knees in the middle of the busy highway, and arrested him in order, you can only surmise from this, to embarrass him, make him feel like a jackass. And uh, I think they were trying to embarrass him as much as he's embarrassed them over the last few weeks. Anyway, uh, he's in jail now. His attorney says his release is imminent, but who knows? Justin Trudeau is a tyrant. Canada has lost its footing in the free world. He needs your help. Um, The Felt Recall podcast has donated $100 to help free and save our tour I hope you'll do the same. Go match our donation. You can do it at rebelnews.com slash save our tour donation. Or, easy enough, just go to feltrecoalshow.com, find us on Facebook, and you can see the link there. Uh, Okay, Stumparoo, you got a new tattoo.
1: I did get a new tattoo.
0: But you got your crow covered with a crow? It was a little cryptic what you put on social, so... Are you okay explaining what happened there? Yeah,
1: no the the little line I put on there was from uh, Sons of Anarchy, which is one of my favorite shows. Okay, that's from the opening song of that. But no, I got that tattoo the the crow the block lettering crow tattoo when I yep. was eighteen, and okay. uh, just kind of looking at it and was in need of a change, I guess you would say. And then I got you. I had an idea. I was like, well, I don't want to do away with it after my pop passed. I said, well. What if we just put a crow there and it's still the same thing? Just yeah. so I went and did that and sat there for eight hours and was it is contemplating it about hour six, like, well, this was kind of stupid, but <laughs> here we are and it looks great. <laughs> I mean
0: It's very detailed. It is For
1: all you radio listeners listening that you can see this right now, it's uh
0: <laughs> It's it's multicolored. Yes. It's a actual crow that goes up. Kind of almost looks like the interior of your bicep there. Yeah. Whatever that's called. Um, I guess it'd still be your bicep, but on the inside. And you can see the red and the black of the bird um, all the way up.
1: Yeah, the guy said we were going to use colors. And I was like, okay, he's going to do some accent colors around the black bird because we're coming up a black tattoo. And when he put purple in there, I went, oh, 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 what are you doing? And uh, it was already too late, so... We rolled with it and it turned out well. Yeah. So we're going, I'm going back. I'm getting uh, my kids, I'm getting watches with my kids' birthdays and dates on it. And oh, that's I'm getting cool. my dad's race car number tattooed on this arm. And Perfect. Cutting it off for a little while. I got gotcha. you.
0: Yeah. All right. You, you don't want to go full sleeve or anything? Not think full sleeve. Half sleeve is
1: the ultimate goal, but I've got to get a little more intestinal fortitude where I can sit there and yeah. prod it on for 12 hours at a time.
0: Anywhere else? Just the arms.
1: Not just the arms. This yeah. is too luscious to be touching anywhere else. <laughs> by luscious, I mean that's some tender meat. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's already too perfect. That's
1: it. That's yeah. it. This is a body by crown.
0: Now, you, <laughs> you're joking, but also somewhat serious. But you've lost about fifty pounds in in recent history. If you get a tattoo now and you continue your weight loss and go into the gym, that tattoo might change, right?
1: Yeah. When I get my when I get my character portrait of Patrick tattooed on my chest (laughs) and keep losing this weight, he's gonna be disconfigured and he's gonna look really weird. But no. Now Uh, yeah, all the good people at Namaste Fitness Studio who hopefully will give me a free month for this plug. Uh, (laughs) since I'm not there right now. Uh, yeah, no, great. Do, a, do an hour circuit workout, then go do 15 minutes of yoga, 20 minutes of yoga, something like that, and never felt better.
0: Now, let's talk about yoga for a second. When I got married, <clears throat> uh, back when I was like actually active as a habit, uh, we did P90X, and the yoga on P90X is beyond compare, it's not a yoga Never. like I'm going to relax and stretch my body yoga. It's like a full-body workout, sweating within three to four minutes of it. Is that what Namaste Studio is like? So Namaste will do – they have – so Monday, Wednesday,
1: and Friday. For Monday and Wednesday, they did a 530 class for people who just can't be there in the mornings, which is me because, because April goes Your early. wife. My wife. She goes early. And then I go to the 5.30 classes. Okay. So, but Tuesdays and Thursdays, they do different progressions of yoga. They do it from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., but they have a beginner class, and they have a fit class, and then they have a class that, well, the fit class, I can't go to it because I'm not fit, but... (laughs) they they have another class that I'm not sure what it is but I'm sure it's hard too right but they have one class that for people who don't know what they're doing you go down into a pose you hold it for about a minute and then you just keep you slowly move through it yeah but our instructor on Monday and Wednesdays her name's April also which is ironic she does more of a fitness like a go to a burpee pose then you know move your knees it's yeah it's relaxing but it's hard at the same time yeah
0: yeah, I remember um, being made fun of when I was doing yoga as a habit. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, oh, yoga, no big deal. And I challenged a friend to a, uh, not a joke, live television broadcast. I worked at a radio TV station at the time. And I said, I will go on live TV with you and do this yoga. And if you can outpace me in this yoga, because I knew he couldn't because I'd been doing it for a while, um, uh, be glad to make a donation, to whatever charity, whatever our bet was, our agreement was. I don't remember, but um, usually that's how my bets go. We'll, we'll, we'll give money to your charity if you can outdo me in this. And uh, we had a great time. It was very, very difficult. Yoga is not a joke. It's. I guess that's my whole point here. Is it's not, it's not a, a joke. joke. It's
1: hard because I thought the workouts were going to be the hardest part. And we mm-hmm. can we can knock those out, but that yoga, you go in there after working out, knees are buckling and arms are shaking. It's it's hard, especially for yeah especially for somebody that's never particularly been fit, that's uh-huh. trying to not be particularly fit, but not be, you know, a tubby father of two. It's, uh-huh. uh, we're trying to, we're trying to get that's better.
0: Hard. Yeah. I think everybody gains weight after the second baby.
1: Well, I have two, I had, we had them right back to back. So I had two sympathy <laughs> weights or sympathy pregnancies. Like, <laughs> right. hey, if you, you eat that honey, I'm going to eat it too. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I still look like I'm six months pregnant, so we'll be okay.
0: The real trick comes when the kids start eating real food. Because for me, my temptation is always to eat their leftovers. So I've had a full meal, and then I eat essentially three kids' meals. (laughs) Once we're done with that, uh, my oldest son is now eating everything you put in front of him, which is actually really good for dad. That must be nice. Yeah, but then the the middle child and the youngest are both, they still, well, my youngest kind of eats whatever's put in front of her, but uh, the middle kid, I'll usually grab his plate and finish it off, and I'm having to break that habit.
1: We're still on a solid diet of, Pizza In,
0: yeah, McDonald's, buddy.
1: Thank you, Pizza Hut, but only the white spaghetti from Pizza Hut. Yeah, and then we get a dealer's choice here and there. But our kids, they, our daughter is set in her ways. Now, our youngest, we went to Miyabi's the other day. We sat down a plate in front of him, and he was taking shrimps by two handfuls at a time and shove them and them oh, in the mouth. Awesome. I was like, okay, well, he's gonna yeah. eat fine. Not worried about yeah. him. And then our daughter Charlotte looked at the chef with every fiber in her being and said What is this? Because he put three shrimps on her plate. She said he said, The shrimp baby. She said, I didn't ask for that. And made him put the shrimp on her brother's plate. And oh, then went, that's funny. That's better. Now, thank you. And that may be my parenting, but I was like, I couldn't laugh. Right. But I was like just damn. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's her mother, right? Because <laughs> I don't act like that. Because I, her her mom's the hoodlum of this family.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Um, my son has now developed an affinity for shrimp. Uh, you remind me that I he loves Mexican food much like his dad. We love some Mexican food in this house, so I take him to the Mexican joint uh, post bike ride a couple weeks ago. And he uh, he sits down and he sees this uh, 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 shrimp and scallops meal that they had at the Mexican place, shrimp, scallops, and poblano peppers, right? And he goes, "Yep, I'm gonna have that. It's twenty two ninety nine And then he goes, uh, "Is that all right, Dad? Can I have that?" I said, "No." For two reasons. Number one, it's $23 for that plate of food. Number two, I don't know anybody that likes scallops, and you're probably not going to be the one to surprise me. So what we'll do is I'll get you these uh, Texas fajita nachos, and uh, you'll get shrimp on them. He's like, deal. And, yeah, he just goes in and loves the shrimp.
1: It's funny you say that about scallops. Um, Patrick told me one day, I was like, you don't eat scallops? I was like, no, I don't eat I don't eat seafood that looks like boogers, my man. He's right. Like, if you eat a scallop, it will change your life. I was like, <laughs> okay. Flash forward two years, we were at Disney. Uh huh. Had a few to drink, and when I've had a few to drink, we'll try just about anything that right. you put in front of us. Right. My wife said, "Eat this scallop," and she shoved it in my mouth. Oh, baby! We've been on a ride ever since.
0: Really? With scallops? And I don't eat anything, but they're so fishy tasting. And then
1: I put on Facebook. I was like. Huge scallop guy right here, and the first person to comment is
0: Patrick. Said, "Don't you know? Really? Yes. He's wrong, but okay. Yeah. Well, he normally Interesting. is. Interesting. Uh, what? So, you don't find them to be the most fishy tasting type of seafood? Because that's how I find scallops. No, I actually don't
1: prefer salmon. That's Got like um, after all the the, the
0: get, big one. I'm, hold on,
1: I'm not a big salmon on. guy. You'll eat scallops, but you won't eat salmon. I'll eat salmon, but I'm not a big salmon guy. But we went to the beach last year with my sister, and she had some black and mahi mahi. I was like, yes, give me give me a bite of that. Yes, oh, she, that's the jam. she started a trend. That's I mean, the jam. Because we went, I went from eating, like eating. i mean up until I was 23, 24 years old. I ate like a toddler. You know, chicken nuggets. Yeah, chicken fingers, fries. I wouldn't even let the bun and the meat touch on the hamburger. I'd eat the meat, then I'd eat two pieces of bread. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's nice to be a normal adult You now. sound like
0: my six-year-old, man. Yeah. If any food is touching on his plate, nah. Now, I'm still, I'm it's got to be the right it's bread. The same yep. Oh, yeah. got to be the right bun. It's yep. got to be all that right stuff. So, we went to my mom's house yesterday and he for Mother's Day. We're celebrating Mother's Day at my mom's house. And I said, what what can I get you here, buddy? Uh, My dad had smoked a brisket that was exceptional, and we were doing brisket tacos that were really good. I said, what do you want? He said, peanut butter sandwich, which is what he always eats. I said, all right, I'll get that for you. So my mom spoils my kids worse than I do, and I'm pretty bad about it. But I go over to the pantry, and I grab the uh, peanut butter, start making a peanut butter sandwich. And he goes, "Mm, what peanut butter is that? And I said, "Uh, it's Jeff. And he goes, (laughs) <laughs> he's like literally at the table like, if it's not Peter Pan, I'm not eating it. Like, that's almost verbatim what he said. He said, that's not Peter Pan. I said, well, they don't have Peter Pan. They have Jeff. He goes, eh. I said, no, it tastes exactly the same. You'll be fine. And then, you know, it does taste exactly the same, but he takes a couple of bites. He's like, Dad, this peanut butter just tastes different. It just tastes different. I can't do it. I can't do it. Boy, he's all intolerant. sad about it, you know. Yeah. So he wouldn't eat it. Yeah. That's what you sound like. That's, you sound that's, like that's a what, That's what I do.
1: That's what I do. You, know, you have to eat quick when you have a wife that doesn't put gas in her car. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's going to be That's on the docket for me to ask you uh, is if your wife is now using the soaring gas prices as a reason. Like I, you, you have to be sad about the fact that your wife is happy that gas prices are so extreme right now because legitimately she can come home and say, but baby... Maybe they'll go down tomorrow. I didn't want to put gas in the car when it's $3 a gallon. I'm hoping to wake up tomorrow. It's $1.50. I want to say this before we get started. I love that woman. I don't know how to tell you. We started 15 minutes I'm ago. I'm talking
1: about with this part of the
0: okay. because <laughs> I didn't know I, if you I didn't know if you didn't know the last 15 minutes were on no, the tape. No, okay. no,
1: I love that woman more than anything on earth, with the exception of her children. Yeah. Don't know if they're mine yet or not. But <laughs> <laughs> I have got to say, that woman has never looked at the price of gas a day in her life except to complain about it when she's like, did you see how much gas was? Mm. Because she came home, she said, she came home and said, Dylan. I was, looking at her and was like, what? She said, it cost me $40 to fill my car up. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> the world's ended!" What, oh, the what, humanity. What, what, what Did you just start paying attention? She said, yeah. Have you not seen gas prices? I was like, yeah, I see them every week when I fill them when I fill my truck up on my company credit card. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. still look at it. I was like, but I have to pay attention to it because I'm trying to, you know,
0: yeah. make us a living here. Yeah.
1: She said, "That's just preposterous." I was like, "Well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do?" She said,
0: "I want to fight Joe Biden." <laughs>
1: she said, "Well, I think we need a Tesla." I was like, "Why? Well, I think you. I think you either need to start turning tricks or." Uh, <laughs> Or hurry up with that MP degree, honey, because uh, that ain't happening. <laughs> We're not giving Elon any more.
0: <laughs> Teslas aren't that expensive, though. To be fair.
1: Yeah, but the one I want would be expensive. What would you get? Would have to have the whoopee cushion feature, the
0: karaoke,
1: all the bells and whistles, uh-huh. and then it would have to drive itself because
0: after you know. But you, I mean, you're talking seventy grand max, right? No. Sure. Really? Which which model are you looking at? I what see is the SUV? Because we've got oh, okay, we've got two okay, hookups. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. We're we're in the hundreds. We're already in the hundreds. We yeah. can't have a small yeah, my car. Bad. Okay, but but what? Well, I can't get a Tesla for her because she won't fill the car up with gas. What are you going to do? It's like, She's not going to plug it in when she it's gets not home. Like, it's not like, oh, my God. I can't limp it to the gas station when I forget to plug my car in. It's like, oh, my gosh, my car's on 3%. What am I going to do? It's like, well, you're going to make it to the end of Reedville Road, and we're getting a tow truck, <laughs> which, ironic enough, this morning, I get a phone call on my way to work. It's, hey, honey. Those always end well. I was like, what's going on? She said, my tire pressure said 65432. Oh, no. I said, yeah. What now? Backstory: We have gotten air put in these tires. This is no lie, no exaggeration. I've been to Discount Tire on Wade Hampton Boulevard, yeah. getting nails out of the tire six times.
0: You know, I ran into your wife at Discount Tire recently. Did she did tell you? you?
1: That? No, she did, she did tell you not that? tell yeah. me that.
0: We just took a vacation, and before we went, I thought, you know, will we we'll do the two front tires on the van? It's desperate time for that. And I walked in, I saw your wife, and I was like, I'm pretty sure. Because I think I've met your wife in person once. like yeah. uh, Legit, maybe twice <laughs> over the years. We've And we've known each other about seven years now. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's her. But when you know somebody on social media, you, it's it's like a her. lot like a celebrity from TV, right? Right. Like, you, I think that's at that person. Well, she'll have the big head now. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, she is a celebrity. She was being very sweet, though. You better be nice. She was getting tires on your mom's car is why she was there. Yes. And yes. so uh, I, but I saw her, and I thought, I think that's her. And uh, and we waited, and they were like, uh, uh, Miss Crow, and I was like, It is her. And so I like ran over, and I was like, Hey, sorry, but yeah, yeah, no.
1: So we were out on the side of one hundred and one at the barnyard flea market this morning, and I was a little peeved, but I was trying to pull through it, pull out the spare tire. And she's on the phone with our cut rate insurance, and was like, Hey, you know, do y'all have roadside assistance? And I was like hang up. Hang up.
0: Right, right, right.
1: She was like, what? I said, we pay for that on star button. You press it and you tell them we need help. Yeah. And she was like, well, don't you know how to change a tire? I was like, well, yes I do. So I, you know, how man things. I figured out how to get the tire out of the thing and <laughs> the jack in her car didn't have a lever. So we couldn't jack the car up. I was like, you call this man, you tell him to deal with it. We love you. We'll see you later. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. It was a it's a service true. you pay for, why not? And she use told
1: it? me very specifically before I came on this show tonight that I wasn't going to talk about it. So <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All
0: right. Let's talk about another story that your wife shared on social media recently. And I'm going to preface it with a story of my own. We just took a trip down to Florida for a family vacation. Yep. And it's a it's a weird thing because I've had to be very careful about it. Because the trip was a lot of fun. We took our three kids, my wife and I. Uh, it was our it's our ten year anniversary, May seventh. Okay, and we decided we would go down to uh, Destin, Florida, and celebrate. So the idea was uh, we go to Destin to kind of see the Gulf. We usually go to the Carolina coast, which would. Always be my preference. But that's also a bit of hindsight talking there. Let me just tell you this. Um, It was tricky because I didn't want the kids to feel like we didn't have a good time. We had a great time. We did a lot of things we hadn't done before. But the resort was a disaster. Yeah. Full-blown, absolute disaster. Um, There was... um, The pool was under construction. So the pool was closed. Okay. We had paid for immediate access to the pool. That's the way it was sold on the website. Um we get there and the lady tells us, Well, pool's closed. It's not gonna be open to you, whatever. And I say, Oh, well, um maybe wait weren't we gonna be in this other building anyway at this, you know, the resort next door type thing. Cause this place is like uh it's like Disneyland in its size. Like legitimately Walt Disney tried to buy this property before he bought Orlando property. He tried to buy this property for Disneyland. It didn't work out. It's huge. It's massive. So there's like all these different like you know, buildings on this huge property. So I say, uh, well, weren't we supposed to be in the other building anyway with the one that has the pool? She says, well, we're fully booked. I said, right. But I was pretty sure I chose that one when I paid you. She goes, we're fully booked. Can't change buildings now. Sorry. Um, But you'll be fine. All you got to do is walk right next door. Just walk right next door. So, okay, I'm not going to argue the fact. So, uh, yeah, we go to the room, and you don't walk right next door. You actually have to walk all the way around the construction zone, which means you either walk out to the main road, and then you walk up to it, or you walk down to the beach, and you take a five-minute trek. Uh, up to the other boardwalk, and then you have to go up and remember another code to get in the gate. It's all this. It's just just,
1: nobody wants to do to get back to their hotel room.
0: Right. It's work, 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 work. So it was a big pain, big pain. But my point is uh, is this, that the the resort um, let us down and what they had said would be available many, many times over um we were in the middle of a construction zone you tried to sit on your balcony and look at the ocean and there were power saws and hammers going off it was a construction zone all day every day um on and on i could go with the little things that happened um i thought it was funny even the smaller details they forgot they told us there'd be coffee and filters for us when we got there yeah uh no coffee I text their service and said, hey, we're, we're looking for the coffee. Is there a specific place to look? Oh, we don't provide coffee and filters. Okay, seems like there might be some, uh, com- you know, some some confusion, confusion here because uh, it says here in this text you sent me earlier that there was coffee and filters in the room uh, after check-in. And anyway, all that to say, uh, I called them on Wednesday to say I'd like to speak to someone in, in the management department, anybody that can make a decision about refunding my money because – I and mean, we we paid for six nights. We've been here two nights. We're ready to go. We'll get out of your way. Give us our money back. And by Friday, they finally called back, which was nice. <laughs> so three days, two days later, I called on a Wednesday. They call Friday afternoon at like four o'clock, just checking in. Uh, it was a, it was an unmitigated disaster. Insult to injury. After insult to injury, you'll appreciate this portion. We were on the beach at two o'clock on a Thursday. And the resort staff came up and told my wife she had to move. I'd gone back up to the condo to get uh, lunch and drinks for everybody. I was packing into the little Yeti cooler we had with us, and I was coming back down to the beach. And it was, again, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And my wife says, "Uh, what do you mean we have to move? And they go, well, we're going to add some chairs here to the chair line, right? So they got those chairs and umbrellas that people can rent. And my wife says, well, Okay, but, I mean, we've been here for a little while. Like, what what do you mean? There's two ladies renting the chairs and the umbrellas, and they say, well, you don't have to make them move. We'll sit somewhere else. And the resort staff says, no, she'll move. So they move my wife and then kick over our daughter's sandcastle to flatten the sand and put the chairs and the umbrella there. And it was just like every time you turned around, there was something they were doing to make you feel like they hated you constant 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 now here's why I'm telling this story while I'm down there I have a very funny interaction with my son Uh, we went kayaking in the Gulf of Mexico which is pretty cool right because the water is super clear Uh, there's some some neat like uh, inlets that you can go into and all that we're paddling around and it's just me and him in ours and then my wife uh, and my oldest son are in another one and because uh, my, my oldest son wanted to paddle. So he's like paddling like a maniac, doing a great job. And uh, they're having a good time. <laughs> my, my six-year-old is in front of me. And I, again, I'm huffing and puffing through the Gulf of Mexico. And he goes, Dad, can you try not to splash? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can't. So I put that on Facebook. Here's the whole point of all this. I put that on Facebook. And your wife commented with a story that needs your explanation. She says. Oh, oh boy. I see you're hesitating. You okay? Uh,
1: I'm <laughs> fine. I, I, I'm, I'm in awe because That's where me and you differ. is I would have pulled a third degree redneck after the whole no coffee thing. Had I drunk coffee. But if they would have came up to my wife and kids. And would have been like. Hey you're going to move. That's when I would have caused the. The scene a little saying. kerfuffle,
0: right? Yeah. See, I'm trying to. I'm going to go above because what, what good does it do me to go get at some beach employee? Right. I want his boss. Right. And I want his boss's boss, and I already know that. So those conversations See, will happen.
1: The, 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 like I told you earlier, what Facebook was going to ban me for saying upper middle class white trash. We can get you a man who can do both because I can. We can. We can find dine, and then we can just be just.
0: Tell me. Tell me how a stump. Handles that confrontation. You come back to the beach. You don't. And there's your wife and your, well, your, your two babies. I don't
1: want to be the first one to get you that little red E beside the podcast logo, so I'm not going <laughs> to go into full detail, but it, right. it'd be colorful. Yeah. But, um, no, I've actually deferred from doing that because I'll tell another story before you dive into what I think you just found. Um, we went to Nashville for our first wedding anniversary because nothing says romance like drunk bachelorettes throwing up all over the place, but.
0: Fair. From. Um, I mean, that's how you hooked her in the first place. That's right.
1: <laughs> the uh, Remember me? There was construction going on on the floor above us. Same type of deal. At 8 o'clock when construction started, it sounded like they were coming through the roof. And I yeah. was like, with, yeah. you know, with a, a Nashville type, you know, the Nashville flu is what I'll call it. I won't call it a hangover. Right. But uh, I just looked at April. I was like, this ain't going to work. And she said, just wait, watch. She went down there, and that woman can be so mean without ever raising her voice. We got our parking comped and two nights of our hotel comped. No kidding. Okay. She did the same deal in Florida for us at Universal Studios. I was like, hey, this little fast pass didn't work as if her life wasn't already amazing enough for having a fast pass. It, you know, like Once we walked by people in line, like, she peasant. She. <laughs> right, right, right. This didn't work, and we had to walk back up here twice. Is there anything you could do? And the next night, for the next night... Which was the last night? They gave us a like, oh, you gotta skip the lines the rest of the night tomorrow night. And she was like, "Thank you." Mm-hmm. And with her, very "Thank you, honey." Right, I was like, right. "Well, you do you," because I'm gonna stop. Because yeah. normally it's either with me, it's we're gonna try to resolve. We're really gonna try to resolve, and then we're gonna start. We're gonna start slinging mfers, and then that's normally, <laughs> that's normally where you lose me. Because right. I don't, I don't have the patience for.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's about where we where, where we got to. It's, uh, I kid you not, I have video of this. I will post it if anybody wants to see it. I don't know that they do. I don't think people care too much. But uh, the pool, so the lady at the checkout was the best. She goes, well, the pool was closed for some renovations. No, it wasn't. It was not closed for renovations. They had dug out the entire pool. It was closed for construction. Yeah, they were installing an entirely new pool. Uh, and that was, again, we were on the third floor. So that was two floors below us. So you could hear all that. But that added to that... They were redoing the condo on the first floor. So we had all that noise the whole day too. On Wednesday, it rained most of the day. So we opened the balcony door, and immediately you're met with power saws and hammers. So you have to just close the door and hang out inside. Um, On Saturday, it's our last day there, and my son wanted to go watch the sunrise on the beach. That was just a thing he asked for. Dad, I want to go watch the sun come up. I set an alarm for 630 and was awakened before my alarm went off by the sounds of construction outside yeah. the condo on a saturday morning pre 6:30 a.m. i was like you have got to be-. it was like thing after thing after thing and maybe a little bit like your wife i don't know i don't i'm not good at being nice when that stuff happens when i get like really offended and irritated by something like that it's almost a switch in me that flips where I, I just, I can't be nice. So what I do is nothing. I just yeah. shut up.
1: No. Where she is, is she gets mad, but she channels it into this just passive aggressive sarcastic, but it works. It's the most beautiful art. And I wish I could master it. Cause if I did, I could
0: rule the world. Right. Yeah. I could
1: run for president if I could do what she could do. But yeah. it's just, it's crazy. But no, the story you were referring to, was it, so, the, was it the Bahamas thing?
0: Yeah. Let me read it. And then we'll go from there. How's that? Yeah. Um, So, I put that status about the kayak and don't splash me. She said, he has a point. I said, what he's actually got is a long way to swim back. She said, builds character. I said, yes. I told him, see if the ocean will agree to your no splash rule. And she said, from experience, the ocean does not, in fact, give a crap about that rule. You see, (laughs) Stump left me three miles offshore in the ocean. When my jet ski broke down once, instead of just putting me on the back of his, he said, quote, I'll be right back. And I was left to the jellies. True story. Is it a true story?
1: Partially. Um, (laughs) Yes. I was 18. I didn't know basic survival. She was fine. It wasn't submerging.
0: You were three miles offshore, though? Uh,
1: No, we were not. Well, we was out there.
0: Yeah. But in the
1: Bahamas, out there is different than Myrtle Beach out there. You can see everything. Okay. So what happened? She was, no joke, 500 feet from the Sandals Nude Beach. Okay. That's where she was. She leaves this part of the story out. There were jellyfish, Uh and I did go run, run back to the nice bohemian fella that rented this 98 jet ski out for fun Uh the water was smooth it was clear she was in no immediate danger did i leave her in the atlantic yes Uh could she have swam over to sandals Uh yes i made a judgment call
0: but she says three miles offshore well you're saying 500 feet that's a big difference it was That's three miles. That's a difference of about 14,500 feet, actually. It was.
1: It may have been a closer to a mile to our resort, but the Sandals nude beach was right there. She could have gone over there. Were you jet skiing to the nude beach? Well, you couldn't go past a certain point, but the nude beach was in your thing. But, I mean, hell, if she, if she was in that big of a fear of drowning, she should have gone over there, dropped them out, and not drowned. I don't I mean, think she
0: was afraid of drowning. I think she was afraid of the jellyfish.
1: She was probably afraid of seeing what was going to be had to be wrinkled and ironed on that <laughs> daggum beach over there. What happened to the jet ski? Oh, by the time that we got back, yeah, it was not in great shape. What, what, what happened that she was stranded with it? It just stopped. It stopped. It was taken on water, apparently. Allegedly, it was taken on water, which we found out when I put her on the back of my jet ski. Yeah. After I got the nice man to save her, because I was not going to be on the hook for a jet ski, for a lost jet ski, and it's not like we were married at this time either. We we'd known yeah. each other. We'd known each other maybe eight months. Okay. I was like, "Hey, do you want to go to the Bahamas?" And she was like, uh, "You're kidding." I was like, "No, you can come." Yeah. Oh, really? Well, let's let's go, fat boy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll go down there and spend y'all some money. Which <laughs> she's not a gold digger, but she's pretty smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no. So, was she abandoned in the ocean? Yes. Did I feel that she was safe? Yes. Do I have any sense of nautical safety? No. All right. But, yeah, she was left out there. There were some jellyfish. The end of the story revolves... Wait, wait, wait.
0: Before you get to the end, hold on, hold on. She's on a jet ski that you, you now know today, like today, you know, in 2021, that it was taking on water. No, I knew and I knew
1: in 2010 when we when the guy came back and the the, the ass end of the thing was dragging in the water behind him cuz it was full of water.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. It
1: was a it was a mile stroll. So,
0: like, so, what what caused you you left her with it I so found as to her not she lose was like, the jet she ski. She was like,
1: "Hey, it's not running." I was like, "Well, I have you marked. I can c- run down there. Hey, jump on. Let's go back." which the guy told me to move because I didn't drive fast enough, so I got a daredevil ride through the beautiful waters, which was fun, and then he was like, okay, switch. So she jumped on, we rode back, no harm, no foul. Okay. She doesn't tell – that is the story she remembers from that weekend in the Bahamas. She right. doesn't remember – well, she, she was there. She was part of it. Me and my dad were playing golf at what they described the most beautiful course in the Bahamas, which is – More like the most run-down golf course in Pickens. (laughs) It was awful. We rented clubs. Really? We went out. Guys in front of us had their golf bags really nice, had their golf equipment. Well, we see a guy with dreads come up out of the
0: lake. Hey, hey, you don't don't have to stereotype.
1: Well, he's bohemian. so But he actually had dreads. He actually had dreads. Oh, okay. okay. He comes (laughs) up out of the lake, and my dad just Rick flares me in the chest and says, Hey, hey, check this out. I was like... Huh? And we stopped and was kind of watched him. And a guy dressed like a Canadian Mountie, which is how their their tourist cops dress in the Bahamas, is just very blue, red, yellow outfits. Comes running around the lake and jumps on these people's golf carts and chasing this guy. And my dad, just being the guy it was, was like, well, we got to check this shit out. And I said, well, let's do, yeah. let's do. Let's go see. We run behind him on the thing. The guy with the dreads pulls a lady out of her car. As soon as he's doing that, the cop puts three through the back windshield. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. What? The car doesn't move. Shot him right there. That was the most eventful story of that weekend. April only remembers the jet ski incident that happened the day before. But, I
0: mean, but was she there for that? She
1: wasn't Sounds there like for G. that. you and your dad. But we were calling them because you have no. We, we're we're like I said, upper middle class white trash. But part of that package is we don't have international cell service. So we're down there on an island. Like we'll find you at this this slot machine at this time. All right. If you're not here, you're late. We consider you stranded. Yeah.
0: Meet us at the steakhouse or the bar. What did you ever find out why? Like what was he happening? He
1: stole a tourist gold necklace out of her bag and d- diverted back through and was trying to cut through and that cop just found him, saw him and chased him through. And we asked down there why. Like, that is, They said tourism is our number one. Stealing from a tourist down there is punishable by death. What? Yes. Wow. Shot him. I was like, okay, that's what I was like. Are we done golfing? He said, mm, we got four left. I was like, I Think we can pack this in? There's a bar and a <laughs> casino. Let's just go over there. Yeah. Let's drown the trauma a little bit. Well, that's what he said. Is he went back up to the bar and he sat down and he told my mom, he said, Kale, you ain't going to believe this. We saw a man get shot today. And my mom's like, no, you didn't. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, but we did. She was like, no, you didn't. And I looked at April. And April, as always been able to tell, when I was being serious, she was like,
0: oh, I think they did. Let me make sure I have the, the details correct. The bohemian man that you saw coming out of the water yeah, was the thief. The thief. And then there was
1: another bohemian man dressed like Dudley Do-Right who came around the lake, confiscated the people in front of us as a golf cart, and their golf clubs were normal, I mean, $1,000 set of golf clubs. Because right. I was like, well, because my first reaction was like, well, damn, now they're holding us up. And then my old man being nosy was like, well, let's check this out. And we did. We rode up to the main drag. This guy pulled a woman out of her car, was getting in her car. And when he did, that woman was out of the way. Pop, pop, pop. And the car went about
0: 20 feet. So the cop had the wherewithal to let the innocent person get out of the way. And then he just opened up on the guy. Put three through the window, and that's all she wrote. Can you imagine? Like, it's hard to feel like, I don't know, just do you you want the car back at that point? (laughs) Like, some dude's been shot and killed in your car. You want it back, or would you rather you just be able to take it and you'd be like, yeah, we'll file the You're insurance sure, like, claim. Did it,
1: did it deploy the airbag? Because <laughs> yeah. I think it would be totaled, which down there, they drive. The way they drive, just probably, yeah, just give it back. It's, it's a normal a Tuesday.
0: Yeah, is it wild? Oh, I've they, never been. So oh, a,
1: it's it's all British-style driving, so other side of the road. Yep. But they okay. just, they. I mean, what they think about giving somebody the bumper or the fender is nothing. I mean, they don't file Really? You. Yeah. They bump, Get out of the way. Bump, bump, bump. bump they'll move you. No kidding. They don't file insurance claims unless it's a total accident. Because everybody... That's their... What was described to us by one of the normal... Because a lot of people down there are full of it. But the normal Mm -hmm. guy that we met down there was... He said their number one pandemic is traffic. They have a traffic problem in Nassau. Wow. Which is true. Because if it takes from one side of the island to the Atlantis, the tourist part, it takes about a solid hour to get there.
0: So, let's put a bow... On the jet ski story, uh, which this other story is incredibly fascinating. But it seems to me what you're claiming is. Your wife was never in perilous danger. She was your girlfriend at the time. Yeah. You say approximately 500 feet from shore. Maybe a little more. About 500 feet. 500 feet from shore. Got really bad. She probably had a life vest on. She could swim in. She could survive. Okay. She says, and I quote, Three miles offshore in the ocean when my jet ski broke down. And instead of just putting me on the back, he said, I'll be right back and left me to the jellies.
1: She exaggerates distances a lot because I've given her a false impression of what six inches is for years. So <laughs> <laughs> she, she just doesn't understand the concept of distance. Because um, that's, I mean, you talk- She was in she was in no immediate danger. I assure you. Okay. Now, if we were in Myrtle Beach, jet skiing like the way the jet ski tours go down there, yeah, hop on. I don't care. Right. But I'm not going to let a Bohemian company hit hit, which wasn't my credit card, my old man's credit card, for a twenty thousand dollar jet ski that they bought for thirty five hundred and just made grand. Right, sure right, right. I mean,
0: suddenly it's worth twenty grand. Right. They're not always worth that. They are now. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Then I think I I feel like that. Uh, I don't know that. who to believe. I mean, it covers that. But you can believe me. I'm, I'm kind of torn because. Your wife seems so sweet, and now you're really just calling her a liar I, I, in front of I, I, everybody.
1: I'm not saying she's a liar. I'm saying she was
0: misinformed,
1: an okay. uh, uh, uncharacteristic judge of distance. How about that? If that's
0: Misinformed by her own perception. Yeah, well, she's what blind as a
1: bat anyway.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So she's 500 feet from the shore. There's a huge island right there. There's a, there's a nude beach resort. The
1: lady has picked up 10 nails in her tires in six months. She can't see. Okay. She's blind. Fair enough. But yeah, there was a nude beach right there. She could have gone over there. And she was 18 at the time. She'd have been a hit. She probably would have come back drunk. <laughs> I mean. Uh,
0: maybe you should rephrase and point out how she would still be a hit today. She'd still be a hit. Hey, there you today. go. She'd still be a hit yeah, today. Right. Not just because she was 18.
1: Well, 18, 18 with, amongst 50 has turned out to be a popular trend as we
0: get older. True. True. All right. <laughs> Best episode ever.
1: When I get divorced, when I get put out later, I'm coming back to Casa de
0: Chris. Yeah, you see this couch right here. That's that's all yours, buddy. Uh, Here's something I want to get your opinion on. Obviously, um, we share an agreement on just leaving women in the middle of the ocean. Um, Breitbart had this story that I sent you. I said I want to hear your opinion on it. Let me just share some details here. Uh, A a New York court. this is incredible to me. state of New York is threatening to take away a woman's child because she has a rock in her driveway that's painted with the Confederate flag. This is wild. From the New York Post, the upstate woman has been told she needs to ditch a driveway decoration painted with a Confederate flag or risk losing custody of her mixed-race child. Quote, given that the child is of mixed race, and by the way, this is a quote from the court. This is the court saying, given that the child is of mixed race, it would seem apparent that the presence of the flag is not in the child's best interests as the mother must encourage and teach the child to embrace. Again, the court saying the mother must encourage and teach the child to embrace her mixed race identity rather than thrust her into a world that only makes sense through the tortured lens of cognitive dissonance. I don't even know what they mean by that. I don't know what a court could be saying by because a mixed-race child is going to know about the Confederacy that it's going to have some sort of cognitive dissonance because of that cognitive dissonance is, is a distortion of reality, right? Right. There are black Confederates that we know of, right? Right. Okay. So not a distortion of, of reality here. Anyway, uh, the court's saying the, the, the mother might lose custody of her child over her Confederate flag rock. Stump, are we in a world under Joe Biden? Are we about to be in absolute la la land?
1: I think we're already there. I mean, that's a mixed race child with a Confederate flag rock, which right? Is, I mean, right. Let's call a spade a spade. That, a Confederate flag rock, it's pretty dumb. I mean, I mean, but maybe if that's what that woman wants. That's what that woman should have. She has a right to do it. I am the biggest. I live in a neighborhood where everybody doesn't mind their own business. I'm the biggest reporter. If everybody would just mind their own business, we'd be fine. We'd be fine. If you want to let somebody, if somebody wants to be flaming gay, you do you. It's not for me. I'm not going to try it. It's not like ice cream. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But but if that, but if, in the same thing, if it's a mixed race kid to a white mother,
0: uh-huh.
1: Well if it was a baby That grew up straight if, it was, if the baby identified it through It was like I'm straight If it's a boy I like girls Yeah. And it had two gay parents It was a rainbow flag Wouldn't it be the same precedent? Well, you not know, historically But I mean even historically It's just not It doesn't make sense to me
0: he, to, to that point I would say It's entirely possible For gay parents To be better parents Than straight parents Absolutely It's entirely possible The the fashion? Right. (laughs) Right. They would know so many life skills. Those kids would not be dressed poorly. But it's also entirely possible for a white person to raise a mixed-race child better than a black person could. But it's also, by the way, it's also possible for a black person to raise a mixed-race child better than a certain white person could. What I can't get beyond is how we put these generalized labels on everybody and we act like if you don't meet this certain criteria of a label there must be something inherently wrong with you and and you can't possibly compete
1: two of our dearest friends in the world have had multiple miscarriages it's terrible Mm -hmm. they adopted a baby boy beautiful baby boy she is the biggest You know, just she's right wing. She believes what she believes and she's right 90% of the time what she says. Mm -hmm. But if this was them, and I imagine that in my mind, this being them, if somebody tried to do this to them, I'd be outraged because they are the best parents in the world to this baby. And they're going to teach this baby, you know, everyday views, just because they have one thing in their yard doesn't mean they should lose their child just because of the color of their child's skin.
0: I'll tell you as a, as a Christian man who homeschools his children, well, I, let me back up. I don't homeschool my kids. My <laughs> wife the, does. chicka-chicka on that <laughs> one? Chicka, chicka. Yeah, my wife's going to be like, oh, do you now? Uh, my wife does. She does all the hard work. Uh, but as, as a Christian family that homeschools its children, I see a very dangerous precedent being set here where we're talking about a belief system being reason enough for a court to seize a child from the home. You can't help but wonder, what does that lead to? Like, if you're a parent, which I know you are, two times over, they come knocking on your door, telling you, we're taking your kids because of what you believe.
1: We circle back to that third degree redneck thing. Yeah. We're probably going to prove them right, but no, you can't. It's, this is a land where you're supposed to be able to believe what you want to believe and do what you want to do and feel how you want to feel and... Up until, you know, 10 years ago that you could do that. Mm
0: -hmm. You know? People didn't
1: have to like it. Yeah. But now, it's a bad thing to say, if you aren't of color or different sexual orientation or you don't have pronouns.
0: Yeah, you don't have some sort of label. You can't do that. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is a little off topic. I've been going to the same church since the day I was born. Like, Mm -hmm. I love it there. We're leaving. We have to. Oh, yeah. Because it's, you know, and don't want. I want to start off by prefacing this because you know I have friends that are, you know, gay, lesbian. Love them equally. Whatever you do at your house is whatever you do at your house. I'm gonna drink, eat Cheetos, and play PlayStation. If y'all want to do all that over there, y'all have fun. Right. Just invite me over. We'll come over. But we're gonna leave our church because it has turned into a a man, a woman situation. It's turned into a... We're talking about politics. We're talking bringing in Syrian refugees. We're talking and doing all that stuff through our Lutheran church. And that's just not what we... It hasn't been that way. And now all of a sudden, our pastor's daughter has come out as lesbian, which nobody cares. Right. We accept her. We've known her forever. Nobody cares. Right. We're doing gay marriages now. Don't like it, but... I'm of the concept, if you want to be married, if you want to roll those dice, because to me, and pardon my French, getting married to somebody is just saying, hey, I'm going to bet you half my shit I'm going to love you forever.
0: Right, right, right. I mean,
1: that's what marriage is. Yeah. If you want to do that with somebody of the same sex, cool. I don't right. know. How, how many fishing poles are we going to divide? The, the divorce is, rate is it, much, much
0: higher. Right. Much, much higher, by the way, in the same right. sex marriages. Yeah. So,
1: I, I mean, even that we've been on, but there's the politics that have come into our church, especially. it's It's, it's forced out. Everybody, and it's heartbreaking, but we in that church for standing on our beliefs that we have been instilled up until, you know, this has been about a five-year institution in our church. It's been, well, now you're wrong. You have to go. Even at even at my dad's funeral, I've been going there for. Th- I'm I'm 29. I've been going there for 29 years. I told the pastor, I was like, I would like to say a few words. She told me, absolutely not. That's not what we do here. I was like. Hmm. Been coming here for twenty nine years. We can break a rule, she said. We don't break church rules. I was like, Well, I know two guys who got married here three weeks ago. Right. If I feel like saying something, I'm damn well going to say it. And she was like, Well, that's just not what we do. I said, Well, then maybe we need to sit down and me and you and uh, we all need to sit down and reestablish what it is we do because I have yeah. zero faith in you these days. Yeah. So we have gone from a church who, or, or church where gay marriage has not been allowed, to now it is allowed, but you can't speak at
0: a funeral. Huh. Well, and what's the reason? Why couldn't you tradition? Say-
1: tradition is the reason. So now, we have bent one tradition, but a member of a church who's been going there for—I mean, my whole life—the sixth generation of my family to go there couldn't give up for two minutes for his dad at his church. I mean, I think it's kind of ridiculous.
0: Is that because only the clergy is allowed to speak, or it's
1: only the pastor? We we went in; we were only allowed to have twenty people there, out of the hundreds of people who would have come.
0: Now, is that a Lutheran
1: thing, or is that a COVID? That's a that's a liberal thing. The church is that liberal. It was there's there were there were no restrictions at the time. The right. the gathering restrictions had lifted. they they haven't had a, their first in person service is on Sunday. Oh, and okay. It's limited to forty people. With masks in different pews, nice. So that's how far behind they are. Yeah, and it's my rant on it because it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and then when I told her, I was like, "Well, we're going to talk about me and my kids leaving this church." She was like, "Sure." Well, now's not the time. I was like, "Well, well then when is the time?" Yeah. Because you want my money,
0: of course, always.
1: But if I don't believe it, then why should I be here? And this kind of ties. In, I think it kind of ties into this. Because yeah, absolutely. If this woman wants to have a rebel flag rock, and my philosophy is on her grown woman property that she pays for, right? she pays the government taxes on that property, you can do whatever you want to do. It is your right to do whatever you want to do on your property. Mm-hmm. There's no different than a BLM flag,
0: which... Yeah, that wouldn't be a problem. That'd be celebrated. they would
1: be celebrated because you have a mixed race child.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: and I don't personally care if you want to wear, wave a BLM flag, wearing a Collar Kaepernick jersey, smoking a Newport. I don't care right. whatever you want to do, do right. it. Do you? But don't tell other people how to live their lives. Yeah. A court of law, especially, cannot say, "Hey, you have a black child. You have that thing. I'm taking it out." Because if they came down here, they'd be shocked at the amount of people we have of color that wear Confederate flags and stuff like that. It's just a culture thing.
0: It's. Kind of like if you saw the C.J. Pearson um, video of this week where he asks the white liberal lady... Did you see this? Uh, man, I don't know where he was. <laughs> but uh, basically, a woman was telling him that uh, he wasn't thinking the right way to be black. And uh, he essentially says to her, who says that you get to determine... Uh, what I think and what I believe because of the color of my skin. Let me see if this will play for you, real fast. Um, it's pretty incredible. Man,
2: he is doing the same things that Mr. Trump has been doing. So, here's
0: this: this is a white woman lecturing a young black man. Uh, listen to this, real fast.
2: He's talk, he, is, and he is talking like a white man. He is doing the same things that no, Mr. No, Trump has been doing for the last 30 years. You are doing the same thing that Donald Trump has been doing, and you are you are regurgitating what Donald Trump has put into your head. You need to stop that and start thinking for yourself. What so is that's, with you and that's, this command?
0: That's a diversity educator named Jane Elliott uh, telling C.J. Pearson, uh, because he's black, he doesn't know how to think on his own.
2: Like, do you think you get to
1: tell Black people what to do? Like, is that just how you operate your daily life, instructing Black people how to think, how to act, what they can and cannot say? That's, because I support a president, a President Trump,
2: that brought about the lowest black unemployment rate in nation history, criminal justice reform, the first SEPT act, millions of dollars navigated to HBCUs, opportunity, economic opportunities zones,
1: navigated commercial investment to inner cities that were long neglected. And I understand you probably are.
2: Eager to tell me to shut my mouth right now because you hate it when black conservatives even utter a single word, but I'm going to keep talking because these are facts, these are truth. Trump is not the problem. Evangelicals are the problem, and I'd like to have that young man. C.J. is your name? I'd like to have you come yeah. to my come to my guest house in Iowa for about three days, and I will help you to restore yourself to sanity. Sounds <laughs> like a get-out situation, right? <laughs> Re-education camp. <kid. laughs> boy you know. You know, nothing brings me more joy than being lectured by white liberals about how I should approach the issue of race in America. Just damn Just damn <laughs> I just got done telling you I'm not white and you're not black. I'm a member of you're the right. same race that
0: I you think- are. So good. Uh, she is white, by the way. Uh, I know she's trying to pull the I'm a member of the human race. Funny how that works, by the way. All of a sudden, uh, the left doesn't see color. <laughs> I'm a member of the right. human race. You're a member of the human race. Um, well, that's very like, strange
1: that's like today to get off topic Tim Tebow got picked up by the Jacksonville Jaguars today
0: oh did he really Is a
1: tight end he's a tight end he's a tight no end for Jaguars and people are fussing that uh, and they're pointing out all their pro Colin Kaepernick ways oh of course which I don't know I think the last time I was on here which was it was before July of last year it was after it was the in Carol- July was it in July yeah, of last year? early July it was after the Carol Baskin thing mm-hmm. after we did that uh, yeah, because we had not gone home yet. It was after our fire because I was fussing about um, mm-hmm. that company. That yeah. I, service master of Spartanburg sucks. Um, <laughs> but no, Burt Kreischer did a stand-up bit. I may have said this then. He said, I walk. He said, it's so easy where he lives in L.A. to get offended for other people. He said, because mm-hmm. I walked into a Starbucks, and there was a young black kid. That was behind the counter and was like, Yo, I know you. you friends with Joe Rogan. And he started laughing. He was like, How do you want your coffee? He was like, I don't want to know its father. He was like, What? He was like, Black. He <laughs> said, The kid went hysterical. <laughs> he said, He said, He went back the next day. And I'm paraphrasing. You have to go watch his new thing to get it. But he said, I went back the next day and he got all his friends around. And he was like, How do you want your coffee? He was like, I want my coffee to get pulled over for no reason. Said him and all his friends were just in the floor laughing and said, the old, said to the white lady beside him, was like, what did you say to him? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, well, everybody gets offended for everybody else. Just right. mind your own business. Right. I have not, I have this month, I have not been minding my own business in my subdivision, and I may have paid for it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, our neighbors, our neighbors who I loved very much, who will probably listen to this, who abandoned us because for their own betterment. How dare you? Uh, they, they moved out? Yeah, they moved out, and we now have a, I'm sure, a lovely Arbenian family that lives across the road. Okay. I'm sure they're lovely people. Right. Not going to take the time to know them because they don't want to come take the time to know me. Like, we wave, we smile. They don't know how to park. Yeah. They have a windowless panel van. I won't say the R word van, but it's it's not a it's not a an appeasing van. They park on the road, and you can't see the other side of traffic. And I drive a truck. I have to shimmy my truck like I'm Shania Twain in a video mm-hmm. to get it in the driveway. <laughs> right. So I did what any logical white father of two would do: Caught the HOA. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I
1: used my enemies and turned them into my friends.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, now they have fired their new shot across the bow because they figured out it was me. They park one car halfway out of the driveway in the middle of the road, so everybody's in the driveway. Now I really can't get out of the neighborhood.
0: What? Yeah. So half a car in the road, half a car yeah, in the park. Yeah. So parking have out? an SUV
1: out sitting down out the middle of the road, when I go yeah. to back my truck out, I have to do
0: a super shimmy now. Yeah. But
1: it was awful. It's uh, is. It I'll tell this story. Go ahead. We were. We were in there the other day and the guy was grind sawing on something in his, drive- in his garage. And their trash can had been. Up. I'm skipping ahead. I was like, April, April was like, What are they doing over there? I was like, Probably making a bomb just because I had had a little bit to drink and I was aggravated with them because of their parking situation, which is completely wrong of me. My three year old and all her spunk gets out. Hey! Y'all making
2: bombs?
1: (laughs) Shuffled her little redneck self in the house. Oh, no. Come back two weeks later, their trash can is melted on the front. Like, it caught fire. And it's, I mean, you could see the bags through it. It, The metal beam inside the trash can was always holding it together. Charlotte got out of the car, didn't miss a beat, pointed, said, bomb went off and walked in the house.
0: Oh, no kidding.
1: It was, but yeah, no, we've we've had difficulties, but... Once again, I wasn't minded by business, and now I'm paying for it. Now you're
0: paying for it. But
1: it's just, I just if everybody would just mind their own business, it would be amazing how much smoother the world would go.
0: To a degree. To a degree. I mean, we we have problem neighbors like that. Uh, you can see from where you're sitting, uh, their dog poops in our yard, and I scoop it and throw it back into theirs. Put, well, this one you have to do the Billy Madison. Just light it on the porch and right. Run. We actually get
1: some values over here.
0: We got in the car to leave the other day, and I saw their dog out. Because they just let their dog out. They don't, they don't care. They, but, they open the door. The dog goes outside. They close the door and let him run. It's the weirdest thing. And What happens if the dog leaves? Do they just not care? They will. I will record it one day. It's actually kind of funny. They, the, the, the old woman that lives there will stand on the front stoop and yell for 10 to 15 minutes. Over and over, like a broken record, yelled the dog's name until the dog returned. So I saw the dog coming out of their house as we were leaving Sunday. And I asked my son if he had remembered something he was supposed to be bringing with him. He said no. We did a quick U-turn to come back to get that thing. And as we come back up the street, I saw it shoot across into my yard. And we get up to our driveway, and it's literally standing at our front door. Just their dog at our front door, chilling. So I honked, and it ran home, and no big deal. Um, but they block our driveway all the time. They park in a way that you can't get into the driveway, you can't get out easily. It's really right. frustrating. So I understand the frustration of that. I would never want an HOA. That was the top of the list of things when we were house hunting was no HOA. But I see the advantage for that very reason of, if you have a driveway, you should have to use your driveway.
1: right. I understand, like, but they have their parents living there. I understand. Everybody has more than one car. Cl- I mean, I will be in a point in a few years. Hopefully, if I'm still living there, something went wrong. But of <laughs> having to park on the road, just don't park your panel van on the road where nobody can get around. Right. I just I know, our neighborhood is just we have a country club rules on a putt-putt budget, and it's just not it's not yeah. the most conducive area yeah. for
0: us. Yeah, it makes it hard. It really does make it hard. I think uh, I think there's something to be said about trying to just get Like you were saying, you it's mind your business and get along. get along for the sake of getting along. I don't know. As cliche as it is, it can help. All right. Uh, you ready to do VOTA? I think you're going to like the VOTA of the week this week. You ready? Yeah. All right. Let's do it.
2: I'm an ambitious officer.
0: One voter. Everybody knows the rules.
2: I need to be a part of the 100 Club.
0: You'll like this, uh, Stump President Biden is our vote of the week for claiming that Americans want to go back to work, even as he warns that workers uh, are collecting expanded unemployment checks, but they wouldn't if they were actually offered a job. True story. Uh, Breitbart.com. Uh, has Biden quoted saying Americans want to work. I think the people who claim Americans won't work, even if they find a good and fair opportunity, underestimate the American people said Biden in a speech on the economic recovery at the white house. Job numbers grew slower than expected in April, by the way, by like one fifth of what they were expecting uh, after Biden signed legislation expanding the expanded unemployment benefits in March until September Unemployment has ticked up to 6.1%. Republicans continue voicing concerns from businesses trying to hire workers and blaming the expanded unemployment checks for keeping Americans out of the workforce. But Biden struggled to push back against the idea that his expanded unemployment benefits were to blame, saying, quote, I know there's been a lot of discussion since Friday's report that people are being paid to stay home rather than go to work. We don't see much evidence of that. We don't see much evidence of that. I don't know what it's like where you work. I can tell you where I work. We've absolutely lost people to the fact that they can make $600 a week to stay at home and not work. I used to work where you work. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, Biden is out of his mind. Yes. Biden's out of his mind. And I'll tell you something, by the way. from, um, From a personal standpoint... I remember being fired from a job, and I felt like the firing was unmerited, okay? Uh, I was told my position was eliminated, and I was like, hmm. And where I lived at the time, state law said that the employer paid the unemployment compensation. He was on the hook entirely for me being unemployed. And so I said, well, then, guess who gets to pay me to not work? And I can tell you for sure, for sure, that I said I'm going to ride that train as long as possible. Oh, I'm going to take every check that man owes me until this is over. And uh, I did the I did the least amount required. They had a thing where you had to get online, show where you had applied for a job, and 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 you know right. sign a thing on a perjury that you've been out applying for jobs. So I'd go out and I'd apply for these jobs that matched what I had been doing, um, but I did the bare minimum. Because I knew I want that dude to pay me to sit here. Right. I hate that dude now. Um, anyway, so there's that. Biden lives in an alternate reality. Absolutely. Gas is over $3 a gallon already. We're paying bucket loads. He says he wants to ration meat. We are now seeing gas being rationed locally at gas stations. They're telling you you can't buy more than 20 gallons at a time. Right. This is Biden's America. I don't understand it. For one, where I've seen it most is the restaurant industry.
2: Yeah. I
1: I am a huge, huge, huge critic of, if I go to a restaurant, I'm never not going to give the person that's waiting on me a good tip. Right. but And that used to not be the case, because I used to would say, all right, crap, you know, give them a buck or two. But then I married somebody that was in that industry, and I understand, you know, whether it was good or bad, off night or down night, you know, sometimes you get a table of people who will tip you. If you have a 20 top, you might get 20 bucks, a dollar a piece. Jeez. I will tip you well. And this happened when we went to Pigeon Forge. We had a waiter, cool guy, wanted to be the life of the party, that guy. He was terrible at his job. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. I gave him a hefty tip, but I, will, I wrote him a note on the back of the receipt of why he should find
0: something else to do. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, like, hey, this is not for you, bud nice enough guy you have a you have a bartender mentality in a waiter position and you're just not very good
0: at it but what do you do that was bad like what everything do you, what, I mean, okay. everything from step one all right what, what what's the for instance I want to hear your answer but let me just give you a gauge my uh, barometer is drink refills if we have to if we have to ask to have the drink refilled that's a minus five I couldn't hold that one against
1: him because we were drinking bar drinks so I I never hold bar drinks against people because if the bar is backed up I understand if there's one which we were at a Margaritaville so there's three bars the bar should never be backed up but he did okay with that I ordered because I was on this new diet thing I ordered which was my mistake Um, I ordered jambalaya but I don't like sausage I don't like the taste of it the smell of it it's just not my thing I was like hey I want this one I'm sorry
0: I'm sorry baby you were born in America correct? yes just weird.
1: Sorry. I'm sorry, but I was like, "Hey, can I get this without sausage in it?" Which is a very easy ask because it's supposed to be made to order. It took an hour and fifteen minutes to get the food. Not his fault.
0: Yikes! Yeah, that could be a kitchen problem.
1: Brings it out. Hey, man, this has sausage in it. Sorry. Tosses it down. And then somebody else's food was wrong, and somebody else's food was wrong, and somebody else's food was wrong. Well, you know, after four times, somebody just didn't write it down. Right, yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, you're not very good at this. You're a very nice guy. I wish you the very best of luck. I left you a good tip. Please find something else to do. And that's just the way I've been. But now, you go to a restaurant, which I have a, a select few restaurants that I frequent. There's no help, so they're busy, but mm-hmm. there's nobody to work there because I right. frequent I frequent Bubba Annie's on Pelham Road. Yeah, frequently. Yeah, they've had a sign up asking for help for three months, and it's still the same six girls that work there. And it's, yeah. it's that industry is being impacted. Our industry that I'm in, not as much because I mean it's so generationally based. We can pull a, we can pull somebody from the fifties and sixties that wants
0: to work if they're not the best. But can. you're also not in an industry. We're not in the service industry. We're not in the service industry. But hourly wage. I would suppose hourly wage no, where not. you work is not very common.
1: It, it it is for people my age and younger, just the uh, apprentices, people learning, but yeah. that doesn't even last for very long. That just lasts to make sure that hey, you're not a complete buffoon. Yeah. Yeah, the hourly wage industry is just it's it's dying, but why would you want to do that? I right. mean, from the place that me and you, could the you? place that I used to work with you, if you told me that I can make six hundred more dollars a week,
0: to just chill. sitting
1: at home, yeah. And I saw a certain Friday in November rolling around,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Bubba. I'm sitting at home. Yeah. yeah, I can find something to do to make me get along. I agree fully. Retail, restaurants. I understand. It's yeah. just. The the will to work has gone down because, I mean, why would you? Right. If everybody at the end of the day is always going to make sure them and themselves and their people are taken care of. Why do you need to work? Why do you need to exert extra energy if you don't have to? I have a buddy who I love him, one of my best friends. When the pandemic started, he was making South Carolina unemployment and Pennsylvania unemployment because he was hired through somebody to, do a, to train at a hospital. Hmm. He is fine for the next yeah. few uh,
2: months, <laughs> but, he's,
1: but he has a job now, but he's went back to work and yep. is not riding the lightning because he's a, a human being, but I mean, right. he didn't have to if he didn't want
0: to. Right. And we are seeing this trend now, uh, Florida, Alabama, South Carolina have all said, no more federal unemployment benefits. You're going to be on your own here very, very soon, oh, end of June. Oh, Henry said no, no, no. Yeah, he did. And he, he's a trend follower, though. You know, that's what's funny about him. DeSantis down in Florida is the trendsetter. DeSantis
1: is kind of like his cool little brother. It's like, what you, you want
0: to do? Right yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, We're we going to do that up exactly. here. Exactly. There's, there's a big I'm difference. I'm going to go to
1: the ham house, and I'm going to declare it. You, I say, no more unemployment for your lazy asses. Get back to work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, DeSantis has the gumption and the intestinal fortitude to say this is what we're doing. And if you don't like, like his uh, statement on Antifa this week, where he said, you know, anybody that wants to come down here and cause trouble can come on, but they're going to face swift and severe punishment. Uh, You can tell DeSantis is the guy that's willing to do what needs to be done, whereas McMaster seems to be the guy that wants to hear what needs to be done before he'll do it. And I say that because, um, you know, McMaster's has just been that way. Like, um, it's not like he was cracking any codes or, or doing anything new. He just was sitting around constantly waiting to hear what everyone else was doing. Uh, DeSantis makes you want to move to Florida. McMaster's... McMaster makes you feel like I'm happy to live in South Carolina, right? But I kind of wish you had more balls. Florida is one of those places; it's like
1: really classy if you're rich and really <laughs> trashy if you're poor. Yeah. But I'll tell you about Florida: is when we went to, we went to Disney in December. Mm-hmm. For we took, I took the whole family. We found this little group on Facebook who rents out the Universal Parks, and that's what we love.
0: Wait, you, you choose Universal over over Disney? Well. And, and, I, and I have a reason I'm asking that if you want to hear it first, but that's my question. Universal yeah, over hear, Disney? Let me, hear, let me hear. Because I was recently griping about what a poor experience we had at Disney years ago when we went. And a friend that I trust dearly with this said to me, if you have young kids, Universal is a better option than Disney. And I said what, and he and he gave me all the reasons why, and it all made sense. Depends. I'm on just how, curious.
1: Depends on how young. So for my babies at the time, Charlotte was two, but she was on the the tips of being three. Okay. But Brooks is not a normal sized kid. He's just not. He. Yeah. I, backstory: I have a a tickling, just a a slight tickling for a third baby. Okay, because Charlotte was so tiny and such a baby, and yep. everything else, and Brooks was born a grown ass man. Yeah, big he baby. Was, he was ten pounds. Um, he is. He's held his neck up since day one. He has been. He's a little trooper. He's skipped just a right out, and he's just a wrecking ball.
0: So you didn't get your baby in.
1: I didn't get my baby one. in for Brooks, which right. Brooks was. Brooks was, and this will go on the record for him to hear years down the road. Brooks was our. Universal Studios presents. Plus, surprising. We oh, love it. Oh, gotcha. And but he has just been so big. Yeah. With that being said, we went to Universal. We, we drove down to Savannah. We woke up. I woke up, and was like, "Get off of me, move!" I thought it was April that had just butted up to me because her mom was in the hotel room with us, and we had the babies in the bed and with us, so just staggered. Yeah. I'm like, Get off of me! I thought it was April. Yeah. It was Brooks. Yeah. Brooks had a hundred and four fever. Ooh! At the time of the you know what and the you yeah, know when. No kidding. I said, Nah,
0: he's just sick. I was wrong. Oh really?
1: Oh yeah, because my whole family got the plague. Really? Yeah. At, at Disney World, it's not the happiest place on earth. But that being said, we went to Universal, and the rides. There was just nothing for the babies to do, right? Because they had to be the, everything had to be a certain height. Disney, uh. we, could have put, we could have put them on everything, but at Universal, you could wear a fishing buff. You know, the three sixty mask yeah. up over your ears. Yeah, at Disney, and this is a bad analogy, but something I can do it. I could, just Nazi Germany. It was yeah, mask. Pull it up, pull it up. If it was just like slightly down below the bridge of your nose, pull mm. your mask up. It's like she's yeah. Louise. And I'm a big old boy. My family are naturally just big people. That's the way we are. Yeah. Walking around there in 70 degree weather was miserable.
0: Yeah. Especially with a mask around your face. With a mask
1: around your face, and you're just huffing in. And I have a beard, so I'm huffing in my own stink and everything else. Yeah. I just couldn't imagine. But Universal was relaxed. But I'm waiting on them. I'm waiting on the arms race for those people to say, hey, Who's right. taking the ma- and it's not going to be Disney. He's taking the mask off first. Yeah. It's going to be Universal because that's what we look forward to every year. We go to Universal
0: every single year. We talked about it locally. Um, so so we live where you sit now in a place called Taylors. Yeah, there's not really anything in Taylors. There's like a Taylors Mill that has a brewery and a restaurant, but and the greatest high school ever. What 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 is it? That's Whitehampton High School. Is not Taylor's, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be. Legends graduated <laughs> from there. Barely. They Sorry, barely. Stump. Legends barely graduated from there. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, so Taylor's sits at a really great spot. Greenville is right down the street, and then there's Traveler's Rest down the street, and then there's Greer down the street. Uh I Traveler's Rest, I don't really know much about their mask mandates. I don't think they went super crazy, but Greenville went uber crazy and Greer went the opposite. And Greer has never been big on yeah. masks. You so, can go down to Greer and eat anywhere you want without a mask so on. I've turned into a sushi guy. Nice.
1: Like, I enjoy well, rephrase that. I turned into a sushi guy from one place. It's the Great Bay in Greer. I remember being mid pandemic and there's Great a Great Bay. It's on the corner of Trade Street. It's one of the first restaurants where they're building the new hotel. Uh-huh. The original building that slams up against it. Okay. It's The Great Bay. It's an Oyster House,
0: but they have Oh, the, Great Bay Oyster House. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know what you're the talking about. best sushi. Okay. All right. And
1: I remember going in there like mid-pandemic. It's like, "Wear a mask if you want to. We don't care." I was like, "Well, okay. I like you."
0: They, they used to have some they might still have them. Used to have some seafood nachos. <sighs> That were really, really They're good. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been there in a while. But some yeah, people yeah.
1: after this thing are going to have to pay us for some advertisement. Yeah. Great Bay Oyster no, pretty legit. legit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into one third of Patrick's diaper fund from all these advertisements. I'm gonna get y'all. Let me know. Y'all know y'all get the Stumpy Bump when I'm on here.
0: I do know that. From that is Shanghai true. Shanghai to
1: Knoxville, baby. That's the <laughs> quote. Shanghai to
0: Knoxville. <laughs> uh, my point there was Paramount versus Disney. We know, my wife and I know for a fact that Greer is the chosen destination because you don't get yelled at about masks. Uh, In fact, we have a restaurant we really enjoy in Traveler's Rest, and they got mask crazy. So I should back up and add that in, that they were like, oh, you have to have a mask to come in. And so we had had to just kind of stop going there for a little while. And then we'd go to Greer and find new places that they were like, just come in because Greer knew it needed the business. And they were willing to take the—I don't even want to call it a risk—but Greer was willing to recognize that. Okay, what are the odds? The odds are forever in our favor. Well, so definitely. just let people in, let them have a meal, and send them on their way. And so, yeah, we've gone to Greer. Uh, you well, know, Greer's whole bunch.
1: assumed the cost of that new parking deck they're building down there too. Oh so, no, I didn't know that. So they're they're taking on a chunk of that parking deck. They're getting a uh, luxurious. I'm not going to say who built that hotel, but I know the people who have built the interior of that hotel. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, so they're they're that downtown is trying to evolve into. Me personally, I think it's better than Simpsonville's downtown. Sure, but that downtown is trying to evolve into doing its own thing and trying to branch away from Greenville because I mean they have upscale shopping like Greenville, they have yeah. upscale restaurants yep. like Greenville. They weed out a few of the older business. They have, they have old bars like Greenville. Yep. So if they start, Greer could really and truly in the next five to ten years, if they keep expanding that out, which they're doing, down to all the side roads, which is going to hurt the properties there. But that's going to be a little community where people are going to flock to because yeah. TR came out of the ground overnight.
0: I mean, yeah, TR was an overnight success. Cause it used
1: to be TR was. Oh my
0: god. Well, there was only the driving range. You might, the driving you're range. probably old enough to remember As I am That you would go to the Travelers Rest For the driving range well, well, And not, that was about it well, And my buddy the, Rick lived out there We had the
1: three driving ranges When I was a kid We had what Shanks used to be in Malden Uh huh We had the Eagle Zone Which has been there forever Eagle which is Zone Palace Yep and we had the TR driving range. Well, my yeah. family's businesses were on that side of town. So if we want to hit balls, we went to the TR yeah. driving range off the mats. Now yeah. that's the start of the Swamp Rabbit. Yeah. That's where you rent your bikes for the Swamp Rabbit, which I've never been to TR and seen the restaurants, which it seems
0: nice, which me being a big Furman guy would, it's shocking. I love it. I, we love TR, man. We'll Stop Cafe and uh, Sidewall I, Pizza. We, I will, we love I will wear it.
1: Downtown Greer. out.
0: I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and so that therein is the point, right? Like, okay, TR is great. It's blossomed. It's burgeoned overnight. Greer, years ago, kind of had a resurgence. Mm-hmm. They had their Oktoberfest that was happening. They had a Mass General store that was happening. They had all these great things happening. And something, whatever went wrong, went wrong. And the whole thing kind of dissipated in a weird way. And there was no, there was like, um, I guess the fair way to say it is it kind of it kind of lost its fire, uh, and then now we're at a time. In fact, let me interject this quick story. My, when we moved, so my wife and I both grew up in Greenville. I don't know if you know this, but grew up is not fair
1: because you haven't how, grown up.
0: How far do I want to go back? Yeah, I haven't grown up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Uh, we, we, uh...
1: Your ass is out of
0: business. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm broke. <laughs> Let me think about how to say it, that it all makes sense. It doesn't matter. Somewhere around uh, 13 years old, my wife and I both moved to the upstate of South Carolina. Okay? That's all you really need to know. And um, at that time, there was Greenville, and you'd go downtown Greenville, and there was a, there was coffee underground. That was about it, right? Um, Greer so, was nothing. Travelers Rest had the driving range. So I have
1: to preface that with, so I can get, yeah. so I can catch up with you.
0: Yeah. How? What year was this? If you're, well, so, I'm 40. I don't mind telling you that I'm 40.
1: So I would, so
0: I would have been uh, 13 years old in
1: 1994. Okay.
0: So yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. I was two. So you were two. I was. Okay. We rocking and rocking and rolling, right? I'm waiting on you to grow up and have a beer with me. Um, this so yeah, um, oh, here's my point. This is what I was trying to say. We, uh, my wife and I both lived in Greenville uh, for a spell. Uh, and we knew each other when we were teenagers. And then uh, she moved around. She lived in Minnesota for a while and et cetera, et cetera. And I lived uh, in other places for a while. And then we both ended up in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, we started dating there. We got married. Um, we lived in southern Georgia as a married couple. And then it came time where we, we were both unhappy in our work life. And we said, where do we want to go and start a family as a married couple? And we, did, we We just said, let's go back to the upstate, right? So we came, We were looking so, to come so back y'all to y'all the upstate.
1: Y'all, sorry. Y'all didn't know each other in the upstate?
0: We did. Well, oh, okay. Well, no. But yes, meaning... We weren't, like, friends. You knew of each other. We knew each other. Well, we knew each other. We knew, I knew who she was, she knew who I was type thing, but we weren't friends. Well, that's wild. Same church, same high school. Does that Ah, make sense? Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, But then we, we, you know, she went her way, I went mine, and then in, in Alabama, we go, oh, man, I know you, right, from church and school. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, well, we should hang out. And so we did, and then we ended up getting married. And my whole point here is, When we looked to move back to the Upstate years later, Greer was a place we looked at, and it was booming at the time. And I remember we went and looked at an apartment down there that was above a law office, and the lawyer that ran his business out of that office, uh, he was renting the apartment above it. And he says, uh, he goes, "I'll give you a tour." And so we took a tour with him. It was a really nice apartment. I had nothing wrong with the apartment. In fact, I wanted to live in that apartment. Except that he was like, Well, you'll just be sure, uh, you'll have to be sure to be quiet between eight and five. And I was like, No, we want to live here. And I was going back to college, was the plan. And she was going to work. And anyway, all that to say. That was kind of where, so that would have been nine years ago. And Greer was experiencing this big influx, and everything looked great down there. And then a couple years later, kind of died off. Yeah. And now it's grown back a little bit. It's trying very hard. Well,
1: they do that dine-on-trade thing now that draws just people from mm-hmm. all over town, from Greenville County.
0: When did they steal? They didn't steal it, but Blue Ridge Brewing moving out there is a big deal to me.
1: Oh, Blue Ridge has been out there for years.
0: Because it had Casbah, remember? Casbah moved out yep. there, which was awesome. It had the rooftop bar and all that. Yep. Now that Blue Ridge, I don't think there's a rooftop bar anymore. I don't
1: think there is. Um I did because that, that was one of that's one of Betty's favorite places to eat was uh Blue Ridge.
0: Betty's another name for your wife. Yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah. I call uh I call my wife Betty.
0: Why is that?
1: My dad started calling her Betty because we went to the casino one night and she had bouncing hair and he was like bouncing Betty and then Betty just stuck like glue. So I don't call her Betty as much anymore, but I have had a few Irish crickets over here, so I will. Uh, I got you. We'll divert back, I but no. no, Greer is Greer. Greer is a beautiful place. I just I would like to see it. It's hitting its stride. That hotel is going to be.
0: Let's hope it continues. Yeah,
1: that hotel is going to be huge. My my gym's there, and they're expanding their block.
0: It's Namaste, I, Namaste. But you live in Spartanburg, don't I, you? I don't claim it. You don't claim it. I, so, live in, but I live in I guess my point there is just that you're traveling so much
1: well technically, I live in our address is Woodruff, but I live on Reedville Road okay. so it's not really Woodruff okay. but um no we uh we do a we do a good bit of traveling we do our gym is in Greer April works in Greer, I work in Malden, so we're all over the county just about all the time okay but no i I enjoy it it's uh. You got the good life. Some would say. Some would say. Stop. Listen.
0: I can't thank you enough for hanging out.
1: Dude, thank you for having me. Sorry Patrick laid down on the job. I would like to issue this last challenge to Patrick. Do it. 100 bucks to your charity of choice. GoPro Motorplex, Charlotte, North Carolina. You let me know the date whenever you get done uh, <laughs> with your maternity leave. <laughs> hundred bucks, charity of choice. We'll call it a day. Just let me remind you who the king is on the go-karts.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. The go-kart stuff is my favorite because I, I've really set expectations low. Nobody expects me to do anything, which is right. Right. But also means I get to just enjoy myself. Yep. I don't have to worry about anything. Dude,
1: thank you for having me. I just want to say shout-out to uh, Aaron and Chris, who I know listen to this from Louisiana and Roebuck, respectively. Nice. Y'all have a y'all have a wonderful Tuesday when y'all listen to this.
0: Down in Louisiana. Just so you guys know, I ate crawfish tails this week, and it was really good. Really good. And it, <laughs> it led to a whole conversation about who does and doesn't eat crawfish.
1: Hadn't been there Delicious. yet, but... I'm uh we're going we're heading down to my buddy Chris's neck of the woods in a few weeks and can't wait to try him.
0: We'll have a good time. Have a good time. All right, that's it for episode one forty three of the Felt Recall Podcast. We will see you back in seven days, where we will gather together and solve all the world's problems. Six months for me, whenever they'll have me Promise. Back. you can come back anytime. <laughs> that door is always open for you. Sounds just so good. you know. We'll see you next time.